0: Log
1: Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, and you are listening to Transformation Radio 2.0, where we embrace the uncomfortable conversations that are connected to our purpose.
0: Transformation Radio 2.0. Oh, you will see me thrive. Can write my story.
1: Everybody, welcome back to Transformation Radio 2.0. That's right, Transformation Radio 2.0, where we embrace the uncomfortable conversations that are connected to our purpose. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from a life of merely existing to living a life full of purpose. I want to welcome you once again to the show on tonight. I'm excited about tonight's show. Those of you that, that have been with us from the beginning, you know that December is a very special month for me. Why? Because it's my birthday month, guys. So this year for my birthday, I decided to give back, and I wanted to give back in a manner that I've never given back before. What I did was, instead of just having our two shows that we normally have a month, I decided to gather together eight phenomenal individuals that are just killing the game, killing the game in whatever capacity that they are killing it in, in this world as we know it. And I just wanted to gather them together this month before we prepare to go into 2020 so that we can hear their story, that some of them even have prophetically let us know what's going to be happening throughout 2020 and throughout the next decade. So I'm excited about these shows. I'm excited about tonight, and I'm excited about how each of you guys have either watched live or you watched the replay. And I want to say this to those who do watch the live. I encourage you to also watch the replay. And the reason why is I don't think I've explained it on the show. The replay actually gives you the full interview. We go off the air at 10, and some of you have written me and said something happened. It was like y'all just went off the air. There was no ending to the show. There was no ending to those shows because when we go off the air, we call it going dark. It's still recording, and we continue the conversation, and then once the conversation ends, we end it that way. But you can hear the entirety of every conversation that we've had on Transformation Radio and Transformation Radio 2.0 by visiting my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. You want to scroll down, you'll see Transformation Radio. Click that button, and there you will see our upcoming shows, and you will see all of the replays. All right, enough about all that, though, guys. As I said, we have an amazing guest on tonight. But just like I do on every show, before I get to the that guest, there's some things I like to say. Um, one of the things I like to say is that when we engage in a conversation, we don't just want that conversation to be the both of us talking. We want to hear from you, the listening audience. Therefore, the phone lines are open the entire show. If something said during the conversation that sparks something in you or ignites a question inside of you, we encourage you to call in with your question, call in with your statement, and understand, I have to limit each caller's time to one minute. Yes, that means I will hang up on you. I don't want you to take that personal. I just want you to understand that I want to give our guests as much time as possible to share their story as well as I want to give other callers an opportunity to call in and join the great conversations that we'll be having on the show, all right? Now, with that in mind, I want each of you to understand my guests, each and every guest that I've invited are from all walks of life, whether it deals with religious belief systems or any type of belief system. It's diversity within our guests. So, they're going to say some things that you do not agree with. You may say some things that they may not agree, agree with, and with myself as well, you know, vice versa across the board. But the reality is that this is a safe space for everyone to feel valued regardless of the framework of their belief system. So if you call in and you disagree with what's said, we can respect that as long as you are taking it from an approach of respect. And I believe when we all grab hold of that mentality, then we can listen to each other, we can learn together, we can grow together, and then we create a greater world for those of us that are living in the world now and those who are living that are those who are yet to live that are to come. So I want us to keep that in mind on tonight, okay? Now here's the calling number. The call-in number is 516-387-1756, 516-387-1756. So, again, you can call in throughout any part of the conversation, all right? Now, enough of hearing me talk, because that's not what you're listening for on tonight. You guys are listening tonight because you already know that I have another phenomenal guest, And tonight's guest is none other than Pastor Mark Coley. So I want you all to join me in welcoming to the show Mark Coley. Mark, welcome to the show, sir.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: How are you? I'm doing well, man. And yourself?
2: I'm doing excellent, I'm doing excellent on this Tuesday evening. I'm excited about being a awesome, part of what awesome. you're doing, Listen,
1: I already know. and um,
0: okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, your phone went out. I didn't hear what you had said. I said I'm excited about being a part of what you have going on. So,
2: uh, it's an honor to uh, be a part of your show tonight.
1: Oh man, thank you, man. Listen, I, like I said, I, I gather people that I do can add more weight to what we're what we're creating here, and I believe that those that are listening you guys are about to be you are in for a treat and your life is about to be transformed from this very conversation all right so let's get going here i like to start with a light like question and lately i've been using the same light like question for all of our guests and this question kind of mm-hmm. helps me understand the personality of our guests as well as you know the purpose uh that our guests um have in life all right so that question mm-hmm. is, if you could have one superpower, what would that superpower be, and why?
2: Hmm. If
1: I could have one superpower,
2: what would it be, and why? I believe, um, I believe that I would be uh uh. It's between two. It's either being invisible or a uh, time travel. Um, I'm trying to see which one I would lean more so towards. I think I would lean more so so towards uh, the ability to uh, travel in time. Um, And the reason why um, is because I would like to um, possibly go back in some areas in my life and not necessarily change anything, but um, get clarity on why things are the way they are. You know, um, sometimes in those moments uh, when you're experiencing things, you really, uh, based on what it is, you really don't take mental note of what effect it will have on you later on in life. Um, so I would like to be able to maybe pinpoint certain things like, oh, okay, this is where that happened and this is where you developed that habit or this is when, that scar came and you did this as a result of that. So I think I would like to be able to go back in time. And also, um, to add to that, I don't necessarily think I would like to so much go in the future. I I think I would leave that part alone. I will just travel back in time.
1: Got you, got you. So basically, from what you're saying, um, I would assume that you view yourself or others view you view you as a person that likes to piece the puzzle together or one who helps other people solve problems. Yes sir. Yes sir. I would say yeah, that yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. So, I like that. That was good. Okay. So, now let's start with a game of word association. I know before we came on the air I told you I think I had um I think I said five or six, I can't even remember how many I said. Um, but for mm-hmm. you, I actually wrote down twelve words. Um oh, wow. I just wanna play with it. <laughs> I know, right? Um yeah. and I, as I saw it while the music was playing, I was like, Oh man, I didn't tell him twelve words. But <laughs> I just want to hear your viewpoint on these words and we sometimes we stop throughout the words too and continue the conversation or later in the conversation we come back to the word, but these are twelve words I really want to hear your your mindset concerning. All right. Okay. So okay. The, the first word is ministry. Say that again. You say a ministry? No. Um. The first word is
2: ministry. Oh, ministry. Okay, gotcha. I just wanted to mm-hmm. make sure. Um, first sure. thing that comes to my mind is uh, assistance. Um, help. Um. Innovative. Those are some things that come to my mind when I think of the word ministry.
1: All right. So, can we talk about that word innovative Um, as it relates to ministry? And you're talking about uh, being innovative. What are some things that you have seen? Because I'm sure you've been around ministry for years. What is? uh, What are some things that you've seen today that you would label as innovative as it relates to you know the old time way of doing things or how ministry was viewed before
2: um honestly i think as a whole i think uh a lot of ministries are still um and of course i don't know every single one that transpires or goes on but um i, I think speaking as a at, at a large um Most ministries are outdated and uh, very traditional in their uh, logic and how they view the world outside of the church. Um, It's almost as if the church, the world on the outside is almost uh, moving forward as the times happen, as things happen, as laws pass, as things change. Just as we progress as human beings, it's almost as like those inside of the church Um, are trapped, you know, uh, so to speak, in a whatever time frame, and um, they just refuse to progress um, as a, I believe it's almost like as a fear of progression is almost the opposite of God, when progression is God, and God is, you know, all-consuming, and God is all-knowing, and God knew that we would have an iPhone in 2020, before you know uh, the foundations of the earth were laid. So progression is not against God. It's just, it is I believe it's a part of the uh, infinite possibilities of God. Um but I believe as a whole the church um actually I just had a conversation today um we just uh we're we're outdated in our in our thinking. Um we're, uh, we uh we challenge uh things and we keep traditions not based on information or current information. We just sometimes just seemingly are passing along um, traditions, and no one asks the question, well, why are we still doing this? And, oh, is there a better way to do that? Or, you know, what's next? And I don't know if enough her churches are having meetings of asking each other what's next, what's what's coming, what, what can we uh, jump in front of the curve of uh, ball up and, and be leaders and trailblazers in, in this industry or that industry, and it's frustrating because um the, the church is supposed to be full of prophetic people, and it's supposed to be full of people that are connected right. to right. the spirit realm and people that know right. what's going on in the mind of God, but how is it that you, we are so connected but so outdated and so behind the times. It would would have been amazing if somebody from the church would have created Facebook. It would have been amazing if somebody from the church would have created an electric car. But, you know, as as, as we are currently, we are very spiritually excelling in the things of the Spirit. But as it relates to life and progressing in life, um, as a whole, uh, the church is behind, and that's why I thought of the word innovation because it's something that we are missing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. So now, as the problem solver, what, what steps need to be taken? Um, is it just simple conversations taking place, or what systems need to be put in place for the church, not just to catch up, but you know to begin to become some of the uh, individuals that are spearheading some of these innovative ideas and innovative plans and strategies and all of those things. Um, I I think it's uh, more than a conversation. I think it
2: has to be a willingness of hearing um, where we're going and also being uh, not so attached to one way of doing things. I think the moment that we um, detach from it has to be this way and this is the only way and this is the right way and we detach from that ideology and we embrace that there may be another way to do something and there may be another effective or a better or a more effective way to do what we're attempting to do. And also, I I believe that if we started to uh, cut away the fat around um, spirituality and religion and only focus on that which mattered, you know, um, a lot of things that we do in church don't necessarily move the needle. It's just something that we're doing, you know. Um, And if we start having those honest conversations, I believe that it would move us forward. But Uh, The conversation alone wouldn't be enough because you can have conversations all day long and people still can reject, um, you know, reality or they still can reject facts. It has to be a conversation with the willingness to hear where we're missing it and understanding that just because there's a better way of doing something doesn't necessarily mean your way is wrong. It just means there's a better way, you know, to get there. You know, we're all trying to get to, or uh, we say we are trying to get to a certain destination as the kingdom of God. Well, there may be a more effective way to get there. That doesn't necessarily mean that your way cannot get there, but there's a more efficient way to do it. So being open to different models. And also, I think um, as leaders in church, church being open to different models, but also uh, being open to different ideas and different suggestions, and uh, 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 let's test this out. Let's 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 try this out. You know, because nobody knows it all. So you know, trying out things. Let's let's see one Sunday if we do it this way. What's the response? How would people engage this? Is this something that we want to continue? You know, just having those type of conversations versus a conversation of what's our theme going to be for the. Tenth anniversary, you know, like, okay, <laughs> what's the thing for the for the year, what colors we wear? you know, like that's that's great, but is there any other more important things that we should be discussing?
1: Oh, I absolutely agree, I do, and I'm sure we're gonna go back to that conversation before we end mm-hmm. this broadcast as well, uh, but the next word is marketing, marketing. Um,
2: getting out there, um, uh, known, uh, creativity. Those are some words I think about when I when I hear the word marketing. Um, message is another word I think about.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, now I, I want to ask you um your thoughts on this too because I hear this a lot. Um, even as it relates to ministry as well, uh, where um people feel as if uh, marketing isn't necessary it's not something that's mm-hmm. necessary and, and i'm not going to become one so caught up in marketing that it takes my focus off of God and what he's telling me to do. How do you um, mm-hmm. how do you say somebody has that mindset? how can we help them begin to advance you know in their thought process the understanding that the marketing aspect of it can actually enhance? you know the presentation of what they're doing
2: um yeah <laughs> that that's one of those uh uh outdated um um yeah. ideologies i would say like um thinking that uh marketing is of the, the world and you know i i yeah. i can't market um my church or organization um when the reality is um uh, uh, even in scripture, it, it talks about uh, a, a, a lamp not being put under a bowl. You know, in some translations, it says mm-hmm. that. Um, and, and i actually read it. It's uh, Matthew 5 and 15. The NIV version says, Neither do people put light, people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So, in other words, what you have, don't hide it. Instead, put it on display so that it will give light to everyone in the house. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like me Mm -hmm. saying that I'm not supposed to market what God has given me. That's almost like I'm keeping it hidden. Instead, Scripture says, put Mm -hmm. it on display. I need people to know about what I have going on and this notion that, you know, if, if it's of God that the people automatically come. Not necessarily, you know, it's just that's just not right. how the world works, you know. I still have to go out and I have to evangelize it and and, and, and he, in scripture when Jesus left the Holy Spirit he says and he, he commands them to go and make disciples, go witness, go market really what, what he commissioned them to do. go market this message. You know, so you have to. Uh, that's just a part of, of 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 church. It's a part of everything. It's part of life. You're always marketing. You know, it, 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 you're always selling something. And I think because it, the marketing is associated with selling, we we then think, oh, I can't I can't market my church. You know, I can't get a Facebook ad for my church. I can't come up with um you know uh uh uh, uh trends or brand colors for my church when reality is you need all of those, those things, you know. Just right. as a church is an, an experience, it's the same experience when you walk into a hotel uh, or when you walk into a restaurant. You have to ask yourself questions of what caused me to come here. All right, that's one thing. What caused me if I enjoyed it? What, what did I enjoy about this experience? What, what stood out to me? And will I come back? And not only will I come back, will I tell somebody else about my experience here? So church is the same way. Um I need to focus in on the user experience. The user experience is all right when they pulled up on the parking lot. If it's a if it's a a a um,
1: a, a,
2: a brick and a, a a brick and mortar building, uh mm-hmm. if I pulled up on the parking lot, what was that experience like when I when I walked into the sanctuary? Was I greeted? What was that experience like? When I walked into praise and worship, what was that experience like? Next question is will I come back? Next question is, not only will I come back, will I tell somebody else about my experience here? So if you don't ask yourself those questions, that's not saying that your church cannot grow organically, but what happens when I put my attention on those questions so that I can
0: improve
2: who my church or who my ministry is designed to service, if I can improve their experience, I then increase those who will come who will stay and who will bring others. If you focus in on that experience, if you know your church is a church that is traditional, if you know y'all, y'all, y'all dress up on Sunday, the mothers still wear hats and this and that, that's cool. If you're very clear right. on the audience that you are to attract, then you create an environment that speaks their language. You know what I'm saying? So then when other people that are similar to them come they will fall in love automatically with what you guys have going on because you're catering to that experience for them, for that particular audience. So asking questions like that, I, I think that's a very mature ministry that it's just not, well, we're just going to do church and whoever shows up shows up. No, you can be very, very, uh very, very effective in what you're doing, how you're doing it, the colors that you use, because all of it, all of it comes from God at the end of the day. How colors make us feel. Who created colors? God created colors. You know, how do they make us feel? Where did feelings come from? It came from God. So all of it still is connected to spiritual, spirituality because God created it all, you know.
1: Awesome. I, I absolutely agree. Um, now mm-hmm. let's get to this next word. Life. Life.
2: Um, yes. So, Uh, prospering, um, wholeness, um, happy. Those are some words I think of.
1: Okay, well, the next word is wholeness. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of when you think of wholeness? Mm -hmm.
2: Say say that one more time.
1: I said said the the next next word is wholeness. wholeness. So, Yeah, so what do you think of when you think about wholeness? I know you tied it to life, but is there anything else that you uh think of when you think about wholeness
2: as well uh, when I think of wholeness wholeness I think of um um not needing anything complete you know a uh, fulfilled um and I think of that uh when I think of life because I believe life should be um a a fulfilled feeling i I believe that it's possible to be happy and to have um all of the checks on the, in your blocks checked off. You know, when I say all of the checks, I means mentally you're sound, financially you're stable, uh, emotionally you're good, um, relationships are good, you know, whatever you deem happiness in your life that you can have it all. Right. Spiritually, you have a relationship with God. I don't think it should just be And unfortunately, I feel like we're we're taught that, that, you know, life should be composed of always struggling, always going through, always a trial, always a tribulation. And I'm not saying that you want to experience those things, you know, of course you will. But I believe that holistically you should be – most of the times I should be happy. Most of the times I should be complete. Most of the time I should be fulfilled. And that does that doesn't just leave all the responsibility on God to make me happy or make me feel because I still gotta go to the gym. I still gotta eat right. It it does take discipline to get all of those checks off of uh, the 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 block um, uh, or the box rather. You know, even with finances, you still have to budget. You still have to. You know, I can't buy that this this week. Maybe I put a little money away. I gotta save. I gotta invest here. I gotta learn about investing. So. I think um, holistically, um, having all of those areas on point makes for a happy and a fulfilled life. It's only when uh, those things that we need to be checked off aren't checked off that I believe life begins to get a little bit imbalanced.
1: Absolutely. Now, say we're at that space where we find our lives imbalanced, like there's an imbalance there what what are some things that that you recommend or some steps that you recommend someone takes uh in order to begin to shift that balance to get it back centered um finding out where you are um kind
2: of uh messing up at I don't, I don't want to really use that word messing up but just finding. Mm-hmm. Areas where you're not aligned at or you're not happy with mm-hmm. and focusing your attention and asking those questions of what do I need to do to get me back to a better place in this, um, whether it's changing uh, my diet, whether it's uh, saving money or coming up with a savings plan, um, having just having those really those honest conversations are the beginnings of, uh, I believe, a happy life. You know, because once you start having those honest conversations with yourself, it brings a lot of things to the forefront. And then with that information that you get, it's now your job to actually do something about it. Because you can have an honest conversation with yourself about mm-hmm. needing to, you know, save money or lose weight or, you know, see a therapist and still never do anything about it. But having those conversations right. and then say, okay, I'm going to tackle these areas one at a time and I'm going to get help and I'm going to start working on me. And that may be. Uh, and in fact it is a, a lifelong process of working on you, you know, um staying in shape, staying, you know, so it it's 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 a long a lifelong process, but I believe that there are phases where um if I focus my attention to improve these areas that I will get better. You know, I may not um tomorrow I may not wake up with a million dollars saved, but um if I focus my energy, I'll be doing better than now than when I was than what it was looking like a year ago at the same time in my finances and If I decide to eat better now a year later, I'll see the results of it and I may not be exactly where I want. I may not have the body like I want it, or you know I may not be having the money like I want, but it will have improved simply because I put time and energy to improve that area. So having that conversation and being committed to doing something about it is how you would get back aligned with having all of those areas in your life checked off.
1: Okay. Now I want to ask another question right off of that. How important is it to have the right people around you? And when I say right people, I'm talking about mindset and all of the, those things that go into come into play. With you know, life and with you know, the prosperity side of things, the purpose side of things, how important is that piece of the puzzle? Uh, I think that's just it's
2: super critical. Um, we, we, we I, I believe we've heard it a million times. Um, you are the company of that you keep. Um, The Bible says it like this. How can two walk together unless they agree? Um, The people that you have in your life, there's an agreement that you've made, whether it was verbally or non-verbally or consciously or unconsciously. Uh, There was some type of agreement. Um, And every person that you have in your life, you've made some type of agreement with them. They agree with some part of you, and it it, it almost reaffirms a part of you. Um, And the reason I know this to be true is because uh, there are some friends, when you're around that particular friend, you only talk about certain things. And you talk about mm-hmm. things that uh, that that tie you together, you know, that, that you yeah. agree on, you know. So, free, friendship is an agreement. Um, so, having people around you that agree to a higher version of yourself is essential because uh, I need them to pull something out of me. You know, so I do need people in my life um, that speak the language of my future self so that they can help pull me and cultivate me. You need people that outperform you in your friendships. Um, you need people that are very positive, that, 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 that pour into you, um, I would say, differently. You know, every friend is going to pour into you slightly differently. Um, than then, then, then another friend. But having those people that pour into you all of the things that you need is a very essential to your success because you can't do it by yourself um, and you need a support system and you need people that you can call on that will inspire you, that will put hope back into you, that you see that are doing it. Um, and even people that every now and then you will need to do that for them as well. You know, But it's essential to have the right people in your circle, the people that are elevating you, the people that are challenging you, the people that are um, very positive, very hopeful, you know, because it, it just has it has a different effect on you. Um, you know, even having a friend that uh, about two years ago we were just randomly talking and he, you know, told me that he was seeing a therapist. And I was like, why, have, why, why haven't I ever considered seeing a therapist? And just in that moment, he changed something about my entire life because I never considered being mm-hmm. a therapist, uh, and simply because he introduced that to me, it changed my view of of that, you know? So uh, having friends in your life that introduce you to a higher version of yourself or at least create a pathway for you to get there um, is, is, is meaning you, you need the right people, and like I said, we, we hear it all the time, but when you get around the right people, it's something in you jumps it's something in you moves, you're inspired you're you you start having different conversations you know um yeah yeah, right. that's the first thing that changes your language, your language changes, you know you know you got five friends that every all of them are talking about yes. reading books. I guarantee you that you're about to figure out how can you find uh be a part of the book club too. you wanna be a part of what they have going on because they're connected to you, so it's essential.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. And just piggybacking off of what you said about a couple of years ago, you had the friend that was talking to you about uh, seeing a therapist, uh, themselves seeing a therapist. Mm-hmm. I have that exact same testimony. Like growing up, mm-hmm. it was such a taboo situation for me because it was like, we don't see therapists, we go to church. You know, that's that right. was like the whole mindset of a lot of the people around me and, you know, knowing within me, like, yo, something's still not adding up. Something needs to be connected together. And I um, reconnected with somebody I knew from childhood. And he was talking to me about how after he went through his divorce, uh, one of the greatest resources in his life was therapy. And it was like Mm -hmm. right when he said it, it was like one of them Oprah uh aha moments that, wait a mm-hmm. minute, maybe that was the missing element in my life, and that is what pulled me through. So I definitely agree, you know, with, with mm-hmm. friendship changing your language as well as changing your whole raising you up to understand and see mm-hmm. things from a different vantage point as well. All yeah. right. Yeah. So now let's keep going. This is good. I'm enjoying myself. All right. Coaching.
2: Coaching. Um I uh, instantly think of uh, mentorship, uh, guidance, um, assistance, and, and help. That's what
1: I think of when I hear coaching. Uh-huh. Now, excuse me. This is another uh, subject that many times is looked down upon um, because a lot of people feel like, don't nobody need no coach. What you need a coach for?
0: Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What are some, and maybe you've encountered that before with some of the people that you know um, that have talked to you concerning different things in their lives, or maybe you haven't. But if you have, how do you handle that situation with people that feel as if number one, a coach isn't necessary. Uh, number two, they don't really see the value of what a coach could do for them. Um, how do you handle that situation? Um. So I think um, it comes from, unfortunately,
2: it comes from a uh, a mindset that many people have of, of thinking that no, no one can assist them or that they know it all. Um, and if they don't know it all, there's also an issue of admitting that you don't know it all and then also submitting to the authority of a coach, you know, so... Um, mm-hmm. every, everybody don't see value in that because they also feel like that they can just figure everything out themselves, which you can. You know, every you know, uh, the football player could very well figure out how to do the plays and how to do the touchdown. Everything doesn't necessarily need a coach, but what a coach does is is give you an advantage point. Um, the coach gives you the view of the field that you didn't have prior to that. Could you have figured it out? Yeah, but it would have took so many more hours for you to do the wrong thing right so many times until you figured out, okay, I need to figure something else out. But the coach almost comes into the game with the game plan for you and say, okay, I see exactly where you are. I know where you are headed. Maybe because I've been in that exact place or maybe because I've trained or I've studied but here's how I can assist you to get to the next level. Now, I'll take I'll take that um, to, to become the devil's advocate and to say that as a coach, you have to be able to position yourself as not only the authority, but you have to be able to display your value of why someone needs your services because uh, it's one thing to say, you know, I'm a life coach or I'm a divorce coach. And if you right. can, can't, save easily or it can't be displayed easily the value that you bring, then people will sometimes tend to say, well, I probably don't need you, you know, but if I can, if I tell you that a session with me in 10 days, you will have your goals and you'll be clear on what you're supposed to be doing But like, okay, well, I need help in that area. So, As the coach, you also have to be able to um, pinpoint how you can assist the person that you you need to coach so that you can give them a blueprint of what it will be like for them after their coaching experience with you. Um, I do believe that overall our culture is becoming more uh, open to the idea of coaches, uh, business coaches, coaches, uh, uh, life coaches, um, and I believe maybe years ago it was kind of when it was first introduced. You know, people were like, like, what's a life coach? You know, um, but now it's right. becoming more um, open, and people are embrace embracing the fact that okay, a coach is almost like a divine uh, uh shortcut. You know, like okay, I don't have to to spend the next five years. Trying to figure this out when you can just give me the blueprint and I can save some time, save some money, save some energy, save some disappointment and take this route. You get what I'm saying? So, um,
1: exactly. that's
2: what I would say. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree, definitely agree. Now, here's one of my favorite words transformation. Transformation, um, new, um, new.
2: Uh, reformed, um, made over, um, Mm -hmm. evolution
1: or evolving. Okay. Now, can you share, um, you know, uh, an area of your life that you've experienced, a personal life transformation where you can look and see the results of that transformation in your life?
0: Mm, yes,
2: um, probably recently, um, this year as a uh, full-time entrepreneur, it has, uh, literally transformed a lot of my, um, a mindset, um, how I view the world, what I, uh, how I view entrepreneurship, how I view wealth building, um, how I view personal development, um, it has transformed all of that, um. Just, just having a, a real life experiences with business and you know the uncertainty of business and you know dealing with your own personal uh, insecurities, um, all of it has had a. I guess initially it felt like a negative effect on me, but now that I look in hindsight, it's had a positive effect on me because it's it's I've taken all of that data. And now it allowed me to evolve into something stronger and and and, and better because of it. Um, now I know um, what type of environment that I need in order to thrive in. Now I know that I can't necessarily listen to um, others' blueprint for their lives, but I have to figure out what works best for Mark and then be okay with that working best for Mark. Um, so those are some, some, some conversations that I had to have within myself because, you know, with social media and books and all these great tools that we have will sometimes um, uh, duplicate somebody else's uh, lifestyle trying to get their success when their formula for their life works for them but it doesn't work for you. And the thing is you think that it's something wrong with you because their formula didn't work for you. Um, So now I'm on a more of a what works for Mark. All right, this works for me. Do that and be happy and be satisfied with that. So I've definitely undergone a a transformation this year as a result of that.
1: Awesome. Now you brought up entrepreneurship, um, and that's actually the next word. So when you hear the term entrepreneurship, what comes to mind with you as far as with that? Um, business, of course, um, adventure,
2: um, evolution, again, I think of that word, um, uh, insecurity, so I think of that, um, encourage, I think of that word, when I I think of entrepreneurship.
1: Okay. Now, I believe I saw you use a term, and if it was not you, you can definitely correct me. Um, about
0: a spiritual
1: entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. If, am I correct? Okay. Now, as far yes. as a spiritual entrepreneur, what exactly is a spiritual
0: entrepreneur?
1: Um,
2: I would say a spiritual entrepreneur is just a person that has uh, uh I don't want to say tapped in, but that's 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 some word that's coming to phrase coming to me. Um, that that's aware of mm-hmm. the spiritual side. Um, we're all spiritual beings, um, but a spiritual entrepreneur, I would say, is a person that is aware of their spiritual component and is not necessarily a separation between my spiritual component and my entrepreneur endeavors.
1: Okay. Now, now the second part of this question is, and I'm skipping ahead, and I'm looking at the time as well. I told you it was going to fly by. Now, you, (laughs) I've watched you and I've seen you infuse the ministry aspect along with the business aspect. How did you come to that point, and did you ever, it's a two-part question, um, did you ever wrestle with that, with the whole separating the ministry from the business, or did you always have the mindset that it all ties in together anyway? Um, uh, I came to it, uh, by way of, I guess,
2: um, well, not yes, I I just, I just knew it was time for me to not hide the other part of me, um, which was the more spiritual side. Um, so, uh, kind of, I feel like I'm, a, I, w- I was almost forced into it, like, okay, it's, it's time for you to, you know, stop, stop trying to hide and stop trying to to cover out of this part of your life. Um, But to answer the second half of that question, no, I haven't always considered that a thing to do or something easy to do. Um, I I believe it was more so easy or just keeping them separate. Um, But uh, (laughs) opening up that can of worms, you know, um, it's still a very interesting journey. It's still a, a journey of trying to figure out um, how to actually go about doing it um, effectively um, because there are not many examples of people that are leading in both areas um, where they're very spiritual, but they're also very successful on the business side. Um, either you will see one that's dominating in one lane, but not necessarily dominating in the others. Um, so I'm setting out to be a person that merges those two worlds that um has the language of the church and also have the language of the world. Um, you'll notice in Scripture uh, when they were building a tower of Babel, uh, the Lord came down and he confounded the language um, because he, he said that simply because y'all can communicate with each other, there's nothing impossible to you or what you have the ability to do in language is the is the entry point to every culture. You know, every every culture and subculture has its own language. Church has a language, you know, entertainment industry has a language, um, corporate America has a language, and the military has a language, you know, so there there, there are certain words and terms and phrases and, and culture references that only apply to that subgroup. Um, so now I'm venturing out to not only – be very, uh, uh, fluid in the language of the church, but also to have the language of business and have the language of the world so that I won't be limited to going to a business meeting and speaking in tongues, but I'll have the language of, you know, this is a, uh, this is a meeting and, 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 and this is the, uh, this is about the brand development and this is about the marketing component and this is how we plan to, uh, uh, move to the next level and and having an understanding of what's going on in both arenas, you know, so uh, it's not many examples I'm not saying that there's any, I'm not saying that I'm the only person out there that's doing this but uh, it's still very new to me and I'm still learning as I go Um, and I know people look at me as a um, as a leader, so um, I take that into account as well. So even when I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, uh, because I'm a leader, you know, it's almost like you got to pretend like you know what you're doing because people are following <laughs> yeah. whatever you lay down, you know, because like, you know, monkey see, monkey do is, is,
1: is,
2: is what we call it, you know, so.
1: Got you. So now, uh, Mark, how do you. Because I know as an entrepreneur, as a creative, you have – I'm sure you have ideas just running through your mind and the thought processes that go through your mind. How do you center yourself, and how do you know you calm yourself enough to focus where focus needs to be focused?
0: Mm, interesting
2: question. Um I center, myself, uh, meditation. Um, I center myself through meditation. Um, I center myself through my my walks, uh, my little uh, adventure walks with God, where I just kind of walk and talk and, 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 ex- and pour out my little heart to him of what's going on in my life and what I'm upset about and what I'm happy about and, you know, prayers about the future. And, you know, just th- those are my centering moments. Um, sometimes when... Uh, I feel life gets a bit overwhelming. I'll just take me a walk um, and just talk talk to God. I, I find that to be very soothing to me uh, mentally. It's almost like a, 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 a mind dump. Um, it's also very calming to me spiritually because it's like I'm just, you know, letting God know what's going on, even though he already knows. It's just more of a just getting it out in the open. So I find that to be very, very therapeutic for me. Um, yeah, I, I find that very therapeutic. So I, I tend to do that a lot. Um, so it's he, he, it's typically a, a walk, but um, every now and then I'll do it in the car as well and just kind of have my, my individual prayer time. But um, outside of that, you know, um, I have uh, scheduled uh, to start back my therapy session. So I'm excited about that as well, of um, not only talking to God about things, but to talk
1: to a real human being about it as well (laughs) I feel you okay Mm -hmm. now um why why do you think um it's important because I know there's people that are out there that are listening and we've talked about therapy before on on the show um and I've got some great feedback from it but why do you think it's important to um talk to God about, you know, those problems or those issues or the things that concern you, but also to find someone in human form to talk to as well. You just just need it. You just need a physical body there. I'm
2: not sure what the science is behind it, but I know you need it. (laughs) I know um, Mm -hmm. you just need Mm -hmm. to let an ear that you can touch Um, that can hug you, that can sympathize with you in person. Um, You just need it. Otherwise, God will allow Adam to stay in the the garden alone. But he said it is not good for man to be alone. But wasn't God there? Yes, God was there, and he could have talked to Adam all day and all night. But Adam needed somebody that was like him, like him, and to be there present, you know. Yes, we're always surrounded by God. I'm not present, but still, um, every now and then you're gonna get lonely. And you're gonna need a person there with you, you know. So um, I think it's very uh, essential for us to have those outlets. And I also think it's very foolish to to say that God is all we need. If if God was all we needed, then He wouldn't have created brothers and sisters, and a mom, and a dad,
0: and a an aunt, and an uncle,
2: and a pastor. You know, He created all of these things because. We're, we're to be helpers one to another we're supposed to provide community one to another and we are extensions of God on earth so you, you, my sister and my brother is an extension of the love of God for me you know, it's, it's the extension my mother and my father are the extension of the love of God for me so um, we just don't we just can't pray and that be enough because that's that's not enough right. you know you, you I, as a human being, uh to be mentally sane I need to talk to another human being, you know. Absolutely.
1: Now it's a couple more mm-hmm. words I want to hit before we have to go. Um
0: okay.
1: education.
0: Um necessary. Um
2: I that's, I hear that word evolving again. Um so I believe education causes you to evolve. Um, mastery is what I think of.
1: Now let's talk about the academy. Okay. Mastering. Okay. Um, you lost the academy this year, am I correct? Now, let's talk yes, about sir, I did. The okay. Now, where did the idea come from? The blueprint for it come from the passion for what you do. Where did all of that come from i um,
2: i don't know I don't know if I have an answer for where it came from. I just know i have a um i have a a strong desire of teaching people of helping people um of learning things so that I can then uh Pouring into other people, I, I just it just that's just always how I've been for as long as I can remember. So um, I knew that there was a space missing for um, entrepreneurs to learn um, skills, um, something that was more uh, practical, um, something that was wasn't necessarily a conference or necessarily a a big seminar, but just like a classroom setting where you can go in and you can meet other people and you can sit down and you can learn and you can ask questions and and it 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 can it can take a spiritual turn and that was perfect and fine as well. So um I wanted to create an environment that I knew was missing and that's why I got the idea of the Mark Coleman business academy from. Um and yeah, I it just from having those sessions over the last year or so it just allowed me to see that it's it's very needed, you know. It's it's and and outside Absolutely. of the business component of it, just giving people clarity and direction, and you know, some of those people will never go to church, but they'll come to something like this, and and not that we necessarily take them to church, but it it is a very very spiritually infused environment, and people are very okay with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now looking to twenty twenty uh is it gonna be in more uh, do you already have state set up or how what's next for the academy
2: uh definitely uh planning to start it back in twenty twenty uh the first quarter um i i was just sharing with somebody i i think i moved too fast um i know that's crazy mm-hmm. to say but um i ran I, I i picked up the vision and you know I started, i did atlanta and i Turn around in Chicago, then I did Columbus, Georgia, and I came back to Atlanta. And I, I was, it was every month, and I was, I was, I think I was burning, I was burning too fast, you know. Um, so going into uh, 2020, I want to uh, spread them out, give myself time to prepare for them, make make sure that they are going okay. correctly, um, make sure that um, the audience is 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 prepared, um you know, versus rushing to market and promote it within a week's time and, you know, just just giving myself time to actually do it the right way. Um, So it may not be as many uh, next year um, because I may break it up into quarters, but I will be doing events in between the academy as well. So I may only do the academy, you know, maybe every two months or so um or every quarter like i said um but i will be having
0: events and
2: webinars in between those spaces as well to you know to keep the audience engaged and to you know feed people the information that they desire um so i'm excited about that portion
1: okay awesome let's talk about the author um you recently mm-hmm. was it october you released a new book am i correct was it october or november
2: it was october but um that was the original okay. release date,
1: but I pushed it back so it's going to be released
2: um okay. in May of twenty twenty.
1: Okay, okay. Now what is the framework around that, that book and who's who is that book written for?
2: Um,
1: it's called Nah Bigger. Um
2: I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm still debating if I wanna keep that title or change it. I feel like it's gonna change eventually okay. but as of right now it's called Nah Bigger. Um, and it's 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 uh written for the um spiritually charged entrepreneur. Um it's for a person that has dreams and ideas and it's not just a typical uh, motivational book, um, you know, follow your dreams. You know, we've heard that a million times, but
0: I wanted sure to not. get into the science
2: <laughs> of what takes place of um what takes place when you conceive a dream, um, what takes place when the dream that you had doesn't necessarily manifest the way that you thought it should. What happens mm. is you, you set out to do something and it falls apart in your face. You know, like I want to deal yeah. with the components behind the scenes of what goes on in the mind of a dreamer, what goes on in the mind of a person with a vision. Um, Yes, I know, don't give up, but t- I, I want to, um, Put down tangible things to do, not to give up. Yeah. Um, tangible things like how 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 do I not cave in when I don't see progress on something that I've been working on for two years? When do I know it's time to give up this and evolve to something else? So I want to talk about all of those topics inside of the book. I just don't want to give people a bunch of fluff of follow your dreams, keep praying, keep believing. Right. Say your affirmations and all of that is great, you know. All of that is very true, Uh, but every now and then you need some tangible things. It's almost like a recipe, you know. You just can't say throw some stuff together and put it in the oven and check on it and it'll be done soon. But there are there are key ingredients that are needed in order to get the desired outcome. So it's the same thing, I believe, with visionaries. There are some things that are needed. In order to get the desired outcome that yeah that we are seeking.
1: All right, awesome, awesome. I'm trying to get everything in because I don't know if you realized it, but we've talked ourselves off the air. Um, oh wow! So, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think you. Were, I told you the the <laughs> hour just goes by fast. Yeah. The conversation just yeah. it goes so quickly. Um, last word that I want to hit. Um, that word is purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Purpose, purpose, huh?
1: Purpose, I would say,
2: mm-hmm. divinity, um, divine, uh, assignment is what I think about when I hear the word purpose, destined. Mhm. Mhm.
1: So now I want to ask you, um, because I always like to ask individuals, um that like I said, they have creative minds, you know, what they their definition of purpose, what they think about with purpose. But what is your purpose, Mark? What what do you believe your purpose in life is?
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I believe that my purpose
2: is to develop others, um, to develop entrepreneurs, leaders, um, visionaries, creatives. Um it's to develop those people. Um on a personal level, on a spiritual level, mentally. Um, I feel like I'm a uh, modern day uh Miles Monroe, uh wrapped into uh mm-hmm. wrapped in, in, in around a um uh and he his he his name literally just um slipped my mind. Um Ah, it's gonna bother me that I can't think of his name. <laughs> Um yeah, he's a he's a well known uh, motivational speaker. Um ah. I, I like I, I I feel the urge to try to Google his name. <laughs> but um <laughs> he 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 he's amazing, you know how that feeling is but you can't think of something. Um but I, I believe that I'm 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 a combination of those um uh and a, a, a part of a group of people that will provoke um people to uh, be reshaped and shaped spiritually and also intellectually. Um, I study all kind of books. I'm, I'm not just a person that wants to dominate spiritually, but I want to understand um, spiritual authority, kingdom authority, and then I want to tap over into psychology, and I want to know about brand development and why people do what they do. And uh, emotional intelligence, so I I, I seek to combine those things and then take all of that information and empower other people so that they can dominate in life, period, you know, whether that's in church or outside of church, but I just want people to um, live a fulfilled lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now, how did you discover your purpose?
2: Um... That's an interesting question. I I don't know if I necessarily discovered it or it just kinda was always there. Um I just I I didn't know from an early age that I did um um enjoy teaching. I I just found myself always um like I would walk around my room, um and I do that now. Even if I have to if I have to speak somewhere tomorrow I'll walk around in my room and pretend like I'm speaking to that audience already, and that's how I rehearse in my mind. And I literally am going through the entire speech like, "Thank you all for having me today. My name is blah blah blah. Uh, I'm going to be talking to you." I, and I rehearse that exact same way, and I've been doing that for years. It's just because, and when I'm when I'm doing that, I'm literally visualizing a audience of people. You know, and I've been like that ever since I was a little kid. Um, so I don't know if I found my purpose or it just found me, you know, or it's just always been there, you know. Um, and I believe that is the case for most of us. You don't really necessarily find your purpose. It just finds you because um, it's always there. It's just kind of like uh, uh, something, like a hidden treasure. And it's always always been in that same spot. It just takes, you know, a little digging every now and then and, you know, and all of a sudden you run across it um so that's how it was for me i just kind of ran across um who i'm destined to be you know
1: yeah i um sometimes i forget i'm not on tv because when i ask that question mm-hmm. i always do air quotes around discover um because mm-hmm. that's how a lot of people word it but that's not my philosophy with it as well. How you basically described it is how I feel it is. I always say it discovered me. Um, it just made mm-hmm. me aware of who it was that it was around. So, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that there. Now, okay, guys, I want to hit a couple more things before we get – I'm going to let you go, all right? Uh, what or who okay. inspires you?
2: Um, I always have uh... – Hard time with that question. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm inspired by just a a a, a lot of people. Um, I'm inspired by, and it's all for different reasons. Um, I've always been inspired by Missy Elliott, um, which is a rap artist. Um, I'm inspired by her because even as a kid, I, um, before we had cable, I used to hear her music on um, on the radio and um, this is during a time where you had to record your favorite song on a cassette tape um, in order to hear it again. So anytime that her music would play, I would run to the radio and try to record it because it sounded so different from anything else on the radio. And I didn't have cable, so I would just pretend what the video would look like and how the people would dance. And and I've always been uh, inspired by her bold, and her bravery and her creativity. Um, so as, as a part of the innovative part of me that always asks the questions of what's next, I'm inspired by her and that component. Um, I'm inspired by uh, T.E. Jakes with his ability to pull you in with his voice and how he can command the audience. Um, I'm inspired, and the guy that I was trying to think of earlier was Les Brown, I'm inspired by him. God, that is, was cool. um, yeah, yeah, I love Les Brown. Um, he he's, he has a uh, uh, uh a comedic uh, side to him that is displayed as he speaks, so he can take you from being very motivated at the top of your lungs and then crack a joke in there, have you dying laughing, you know. So I I'm inspired by him. his style on stage. So. I'm inspired by a lot of people. Um, I'm one of those people that you kind of pick up nuggets from people here and there um, to make my own little secret sauce. Um, but those are a few people that that come to mind when I when I think of uh, of me. I, I I love Juanita Bynum, um, particularly like the old school Juanita Bynum and things that she used to do and things she used to talk about that were ahead of times. Um, I'm inspired by those. You know, people that are brave bravely being that says I'm inspired by.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Now, one more question before I get to the three questions, okay? Okay. So who is Mark Coley? If somebody asked you, excuse me, who is Mark Coley, how would you answer that question? Um who is Mark Coley? How would I answer that? I would just
2: simply say he is a pioneer. He is a trailblazer um he is a person um who is a developer of others um that's that' in short that's that's who I would be um things that I seek to do and things that I have done would fall under the the category I think of a trailblazer a pioneer. Um, are, are, are creative, um, and we've used that word so much in the day and time that it mm-hmm. it no longer holds as much weight. But those are some yeah. things that um, yeah. that that would
1: would I believe would um, would
2: best describe me.
1: Okay, all right. So now let's. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna hit you with these three questions. Once you answer these three questions, I'm gonna. Turn it into your hands, you know, like we're in church. Turn the service over into your hands. Mm -hmm. For you to um, give everybody (laughs) your social media handles, uh, give them your website information, and all of that great stuff, okay? Okay. So the first first question is, what advice would you give to anyone that honestly is a creative, like not the watered-down creative as you were just talking about that, They are a creative. Their plans seem to be ahead of of their time, and they're struggling and wrestling with the ideas that are, you know, being birthed inside of them because it doesn't look like anything that's going on now. It doesn't sound like anything that's going on. Everybody they shared it with said they're crazy, that, you know, it's not possible for them to do what is being birthed inside of them. What would you say to that individual?
0: Mm.
1: Um,
2: that you have to trust uh who you are, what you are and what you are producing. Um the 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 gift of creativity is often um going to be an isolated experience, meaning that um mm. Every, most people aren't. Most people aren't creative. So um, you, you're literally having to pull the future out of the future and bring it into the now. Um, is the best way I can describe it. So you're just going to be faced with a lot of um, a lot of I don't get it, or a lot of uh, that doesn't make sense, or a lot of why are you trying to do it like that? But the creator, you just have one responsibility, and that is to create. And unfortunately you just have to wait until the people catch up with what you're producing. Um and sometimes it's not till years later where people embrace what you said five years ago, you know. So um and, and you have to think too, um, with people who are modern uh uh forefathers who were creatives and um who created things. Um and I think too that, that term creative is just another another term sometimes for a trailblazer. Um, but even those people that they didn't get embraced or their ideas didn't get embraced until years later. Some of them died before their ideas yeah. or what they were doing um, was accepted. Um, so, it, unfortunately, there's no, there's no fix-all um, to the creative. It's just you, this is your job. Your job is to create, and no matter how frustrating it is, you can't escape it. Because creating fulfills you, you know. So either you're going to feel left unfulfilled or you're just going to be fulfilled by creating and just hoping that somebody catches it and somebody can understand what you're doing. And even if they don't, that you still have the responsibility of creating regardless.
1: Absolutely. Now, number two, Mm -hmm. here we like to recognize those who have made an impact in or on our lives, okay? Um, we call them transforming transformers. People recognize them as mentors, pastors, leaders, all of those things. Do you have one to three um, mentors or transforming transformers that have been essential and defining moments of your life?
0: hmm I believe
1: I have. Um,
2: I don't know if I've had three. I'm, probably, I'm sure I've had three, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've definitely had um, uh, my one of my great friends, Nico. Um, she's always in my corner, you know, hyping me up, <laughs> telling me how great I am uh, on, on days that I don't feel so great. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I have a few other friends that, play similar roles in my life. Um, uh, Another friend by the name of Will um, and Eddie. uh, So those are some friends that are very, very supportive of what I do and who I am and really encouraging for me to be all of who
1: I am and all of who I'm called to be. Awesome. Awesome. And the final question, I like this is my favorite question I ask everybody um I like this question even more than the you know your superpower question. Mark, who is God to you
2: um God to me is everything all consuming um all powerful a father um God is the source um, the source of all actually so yeah uh fulfillment completeness um God is a, a friend <laughs> a a father a a mother um he is all of those components into one um yeah. God is God is God. Uh, even that that word God meaning like just lacks nothing. You know that God is God. God is Himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, fulfill me. And I, I always mm-hmm. like to ask that question. End on that question because nobody and I and to date we started. I think in in March we started, and then in September mm-hmm. I went to two shows. Nobody has given me the same answer yet, and I just love to hear people interpret who God is to them, their personal experience with who the creator is to them. So that's why I always like to end with that question. Now, like I said, I want you to give everybody your information on how they can stay connected with you, how they can uh, purchase your materials as well. And I also want you to leave. If, if everybody forgets everything you said tonight, what is one takeaway you want them to have from this conversation? So I turn it into your hands for that. Okay. Um. Uh, I'll give. Uh,
2: I'll give the takeaway first. Then. Um, okay. I, I think uh, a crucial takeaway um, from tonight is let's see we talked about a lot um yeah (laughs) um (laughs) i would say um for the piece um since it's the last thing i i I definitely remember just covered about the about speaking to the, the creative um and knowing that you are needed knowing that what you have is special um and finding somebody that affirms that side of you as well is, is very essential. Um, um, most uh, – well, I'm not going to say most. Uh, a lot of us have grew up in environments where they the environment wasn't necessarily uh, supportive of creativity, you know. Um, so a lot of us are just now tapping into that gift that we have of thinking outside the box and um, so finding finding your tribe and your environment where you can be celebrated and not just tolerated is a good thing. Once you go in environments where your gift is celebrated, you'll see that it will it will jump, it will
0: exceed even
2: uh, the things that you thought were possible. Um, but you just have to be in those environments where your gift is celebrated. In um, so find 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 your tribe and find the place that that needs you just as much as you need it. Um my social media, um, Mark Coley everywhere, that's M A R C C O L E Y. Um that's on Instagram, Mark Coley, Facebook, Mark Coley, uh Twitter, it's Mark um uh Snapchat. I think it's Mark Coley on there. I'm not really on Snapchat like that. <laughs> Uh my website is <laughs> ww.markcoly.com. Um and if uh, LinkedIn is Mark Coley. If there's any other social media sites that happen in the future, it'll be Mark Coley as well. You know, keep the brand consistent. So uh YouTube, Mark Coley as well.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. There you have it. Um thank each and every one of you for joining us on tonight. Mark, we talked about a lot of things and I still I really want to, I want to bring you back. I'm having a month, I can't remember what month it is right now, where we're just talking about the prophetic. And I want prophetic minds that don't flow the same prophetically. Um, and I mm-hmm. kind of wanted to talk about that tonight, but we didn't get a chance to talk about that tonight. So um, if you're willing, we definitely want to have you back on. Uh, I'll get all that information out to you if you're definitely willing. But I want to talk to you about the prophetic nature um, in, you know, the business world as well as in church culture as well. I want to definitely throw that at you, but um, I'll be getting that information to you. But, again, guys, thank you okay. for joining us on tonight. Uh, this is the last show that we will be doing until, I think, next Friday because I'm going to go to the Bahamas to celebrate my birthday. So <laughs> I'm going to endure that time away. All right, guys. But yes, join sir. us again next Friday night. We're going to be talking to Samuel Dennison. This is his second time on. Listen, if you missed the first interview, listen, you don't need to miss the, uh, this upcoming one. To stay up to date with everything that I have going on and everything that's going on with the show, you can visit Com. All right, guys. Connect with me on all of my social media platforms. Just type in Clifton Petty John. Also, be sure to connect with uh, Mark as well, guys. Support him. I'm telling you now, connect with him. I believe that each guest I bring on here can add some weight and value to your life. So that's why I'm encouraging you to connect with him. Support him. Find out when he's having events in your area or find out when he has an event that may not be in your area, but you know you can fly out to, be willing to do that as well. Mark, again, we thank you for joining us on tonight. Thank you for your willingness to share your story with each and every one of us. And listen, guys, as I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Be blessed.